Okay, so up to the beginning of mitzvah. How do I know that you're allowed to, that you're, you're allowed, you're supposed to, we'll see, supposed to make a shvua to perform a mitzvah? Meaning, the Gemara simply means, on a Poshup shot, that if you make a neder, that you're going to wear tefillin, the neder is effective. Now, the problem instantly that we're going to have is that that's not a good neder. You can't make a neder on something that is already, um, that you're already uh, um, swore to by Harsinai. When we swore to keep the tire by Harsinai, we have to keep the tire anyway. So if you make a shvua, I'm not going to eat pork, and then you eat pork, you're not going to be over, you're over the issue of pork, you're not going to be over the issue of breaking your nether. That nether is not chal. But the Gemara says, How do I know that a shvua to perform a mitzvah is a valid shvua? That I swear... I fulfill the mitzvah, and I keep the laws of the mitzvahs. Now again, the simple pshat means that you, you, that if you make a neder to keep the Torah, it's a valid neder, regarding all the laws of nedarim. And if you break the neder, you're over by yechal dvaray, etc. Here's the problem. The problem is, right, this is Rav Gidl talking. It doesn't make sense, because you're already required to keep the Torah from Harsinai. So if you make a nether, it's not a valid nether. So what is he talking about that, there's, that you make a nether to keep the Torah? It's not a valid nether. So the Gemara says, What it means is, you're allowed to make such a nether. Meaning, the nether is not chal, but you're allowed to go through the process of saying, I swear I'm going to keep uh, keep the Torah. If that helps, you keep the Torah. And Taisa speaks out, and the Rush speaks out, this is a chiddush in two parts. If you made the neder with Hashem's name, it's not considered God's name in vain. And if you didn't use God's name when you made the shvua, we're not concerned that you making this shvua will lead to other shvuas. It's fine. It's not a valid shvua, and you're doing it just like you know, like um, like a you know, like a it's it's like a tool to keep the Torah. If it helps you, knowing that you said you're gonna give tzedakah every day, if that helps you, okay, that tzedakah is not a good example. If you tell you you're gonna wear tefillin every day, fine, shine. Then if that helps you, that helps you, and you're allowed to, and it's not considered, in general, uh, we see from uh, 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 from uh, a lot of Sifrei Tanakh, Shir uh, Shirim talks about this, Mishli talks about Kehela specifically, it's not good to make Nadarim in general. Um, it's better not to make Nadarim at all, but this is allowed. That's the Gemara. That's Rav Gidl's Chiddush. By the way, you're going back and forth. I don't know if it's on purpose or not between Neder and Shavuot. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those type of people. I'm just, my brain is uh, not hitting all cylinders. But it, it would be the same. I mean, it could be the same. It depends if you're talking about a Chayfetz or a... Or a... Or a, or a a gavra. So uh, it, you could have a gavra, you could have a chayfetz by shvur or another by the Torah. It just depends on what you. So the Gemara says, right? You could have a you could have a shvur, right? A shvur is a chayfetz, right? Shvur seems to be pasuk. Yeah, another also. I'm, 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 I swear I'm going to sit in the sukkah. Okay, so I swear I'm going to be in the sukkah for seven Neither is the chayfetz, shvur is the gavra. So you, again, it, it can work both ways. So the Gemara says, so that's what Gidel's chiddush that it's, you're allowed to make such an oath. So the Gemara says, this is Rav Gidl talking. Now here's the thing. Amar Rav Gidl Amar Rav. Rav Gidl Amar Rav said a second time the exact same thing. So he said a second time, Ha'imer Ashkim ve'eshna perekze, eshna mesechtazu. If someone says, I, 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 I'm going to get up and I'm going to learn this mesechta, I'm going to learn this, this halacha. Get neder godol nader lelike Yisrael. He made a great neder for God. Now meaning, um, just by saying you're going to do it is already considered a neder. That's chiddush number one. Okay, fine, but that's such a concept that you don't have to say a lashon another as long as you accept upon yourself to do it. It's another fine, but that's not such a big chiddush. Fine, 
So what, what is his point? His point is that if you make a nether to keep the Torah, it's a good thing. Don't I already know that? That's literally the first time. He, he said, it's the same Rav Gidel Morav. He's repeating himself. So the Gemara says, Same question. How could you make a nether on the Torah? I thought, you already have to keep the Torah. If you have to keep the Torah, the nether is not chal. So my Kamashalon, what are you going to say? You're going to say, no, it's not an actual nether. You're just doing this because it helps you keep the Torah. And it's a good thing. That, that was the first time that Rav Gidel said this. So what is the Chiddush of this Rav Gidel? So the answer is, Hakamashmalon. Kivan di boy potter nafshe bikriyash ma'ashachis ve'arvis, mishum hachi chayel shvu'aleho. So, what this means, I'll, I'll tell you. The Rosh and Taisvis and the Rajba, they go with the Pashm Shat, and that is, if, if I say I swear I'm going to wear tefillin, it's not a, it's not a good shvu'a, because I have to wear tefillin. Mushba ma'hartsina, I already have to. Now, if I say I swear I'm going to learn two halachas a day of the Sefer Chavetz Chaim, that is a good shvua. Why? Because no one doesn't say in the Torah. I have to, right? So over here, you said, "I swear, I'm going to learn uh, Pirkei Avos every day." The Gemara says you have to swear, right? Talmud Torah, you have to learn every second. So what's the says the Gemara? Kivan There's an obligation to learn Torah, and the minimum amount of Torah is that you have to learn in the morning and at night. But you could be yoyed to that mitzvah with Kriyishma. So technically, Talmud Torah, you could fulfill the mitzvah daily with Kriyishma. So, so you're not Moshe Vahimid. So I'm not obligated to learn Mesechus Ksubis. I'm not, I'm not obligated. I could be yoyed to my mitzvah with, with Shachim Zeros. That's the Rosh and Taisus. The Ran says he doesn't understand this because there's a mitzvah. While, while, yes, you could fulfill the mitzvah in the morning at night for someone who has no time, but you're obligated to learn every single second. So what do you mean? So it's the Ran's kasha. The Ran says, It doesn't mean you can actually fulfill your mitzvah of Talmud Torah with Kriyashma. So he says, what are you talking about? So you know what he says? He says a chiddush, a bigger chiddush, and that is that... Um, the, the problem was the, 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 you, you're, uh, you're already obligated to keep this from the Torah, so the, your nether, your shvu is not chal. So he says, the Torah says, learn Torah. From the specific, classic, biblical interpretation, it's Shema in the morning, Shema at night. The fact that I have to learn every second, it's Drush's Chazal. Because it's not clear, although I'm obligated from Harsina, I can make a nether on something that's not explicitly stated in the Torah. Okay, but we'll go with the first shot. some more Pashup shot, and that is... That Rav Gidal is saying that because you could be Yoitzah Talmud Torah, the Chiv of Talmud Torah, for Kriyashma morning, Kriyashma night, you technically are not obligated to learn the rest of the day if you don't have time. So if you swear that you're going to learn Pirkei Avos, you have to learn Pirkei Avos. It's a good nether. Ah, you're Chayv from Harsinai. No, you're not. You could be Yoitzah Talmud Torah with Kriyashma morning and night. Just very, very agavdik. There's two, uh, Rav Zelik used to say this over. Rav Zelik would talk about, uh, he used to give the, um, the Sefer Mitzvah Shir. And the Ramam has his count, and the Chinuch has his count, and the Rasag has his count, and the Smak, and the Smag. Is, everyone, all the Rishonim have their own count of what the 618 is. So he said, what's the, what's the purpose? What do I care whether it's 618? What's the difference? So he says like this, there's two mitzvahs in the Torah. There's learning Torah and knowing Torah. Learning Torah, he says, there's a minimum and a maximum. The minimum is Kriyashma, morning at night. That's the minimum of, of, of learning Torah that you see from this Gemara. The maximum is every second. He said there's a separate mitzvah of Yediyah Satayr. The maximum Yediyah Satayra is it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a water that has no end. It's everything. What's the minimum Yediyah Satayra? 613.
That's what he says. That was, and he said that he saw Rav Chaim Brisker had the wrote an to a sefer. Said the same shikol He was very happy. But that was Rav Zelik always used to say this as the introduction to the sefer. Mitzvah that that's the purpose of knowing. That's why the Rishonim have their own chinuches hislus the ramizus because they're trying to help us fulfill the minimum of yidiyas atayr, but the minimum of of Talmud Torah, you see from this Gemara, is Kriyashma morning and night, and again, the Ran has his, his interpretation. Can't the Pshan the Gemara be that you're, you're making a Shuvah to learn a specific item? Yeah, I have to learn, but not what specific. Oh, so that, some Rishonim also say that Mahalach, which is, it's a slight, you know, it's a subtle, subtle difference between what uh, Taisa says. Yeah, there, there are Rishonim that do say that as well. What? Well, if you can't, if he's not, he's not allowed to learn, then, then it won't be, then it won't be Chal, because then it'll be going against the Torah. That will be a shua to break the Torah. The they say, what if he's an oinin? Yeah. He, he's not obligated to learn. The problem is then it's also from to learn. So then the shua would not be chal because he's going against the Torah. So the Gemara says, okay. Um, uh, if someone says to his friend, hey, let's learn tomorrow morning, you know, before the evening, let's learn. He has to wake up first. Because by you saying let's learn, you're not just saying let's learn, you're also implying that you're making a nether, that you're going to initiate the learning. So you have to be the first one there. So the... That's his chiddush. Rashi says, uh, the Ran says that... You see from his lashon that by him saying "let's learn," he's actually saying he wants to initiate the learning. So it's not enough for him to show up; he has to show up first. Okay. The Gemara continues. A new topic. Amrav Yosef, Nido b'chalaim. So I'll tell you, there's a tzemach tzedek. There's a tzemach tzedek, and uh, he wrote a, a commentary. Not a commentary, but it's brought down in a lot of the mefarshim and mesachas brachis. The tzemach tzedek has a shita. It's good to know. The ninth parak of brachis deals with the dreams. Has a whole arich, has like six dafim about dreams, what dreams mean. This means that, the monkey means this, a cat, a elephant means this, all these. The Tzemach Tzadik writes, this is going back to about 200, 250 years ago, that dreams don't mean anything anymore. He says that was for people that all day long they were in charge of their machshavas, they didn't see crazy stuff. They, they, so if they saw something out of the ordinary, that was a sign from Shemaim. Someone said this says nowadays, uh, it was so bombarded by things that was 250 years ago. He says, if you see something in your dream, it's, it's just you're replaying some craziness you saw during the day. It's not a sign from Hashem. It's not like you're, you're such a tahar that your machshava is so... See, I just remember this going in. Dreams are not what they used to be. But in times of the Gemara... If you had an excommunication in your dream, meaning in your dream they said you are excommunicated, that, that could be bad because that could be chasasham, that means you're excommunicated from the Bezin Shalmaila. So the Gemara says, Amrav Yosef, if in your dream you were excommunicated, you need a minion of people to be matter, you need like a, like a, a minion of, of Jews to be matter to represent the Bezin Shalmaila. It has to be 10 Jews that teach Torah. Not just ten Jews that know Torah, ten Jews that teach Torah, they have to be worthy enough to be mate this. But if they learn Torah and don't teach it, not good enough. Now let's say you can't get ten Jews. There's no ten Jews in your shtetl that, that teach Torah. Okay. Then find ten Jews that learn. Now let's say you're looking around, there's no ten Jews that even learn Torah. Vileka lays so vileka lays. You can't even get ten Jews to learn Torah. So lazel v'leisiv a pashes drachim. Sit by the highway. V'yoyv shalom lebeis yud and say shalom aleichem to ten Jews and they'll respond shalom. You have ten Jews saying shalom, peace unto you, and that'll be enough. Ad demik lulei asar degam yechus and that that'll be enough 
to postpone it until you could get ten Jews that 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 uh, that taught Torah until you can get those ten Jews. Until then, you be yaitzah with ten Jews that said shalom aleichem to you, peace unto you. So that's if you saw an excommunication in your dream. Let's say in your dream, someone in the neighborhood excommunicated you. So again, we're assuming that that guy was a shliach from, from, from Shemayim, potentially. The question is, can I go to him and can I have him be matur? Meaning, if Shemayim chose him as the shliach to excommunicate me in my dream... Is he maybe the shliach to remove the excommunication in real life? So the Gemara says, No, because perhaps Shemayim appointed him as a shliach to excommunicate you, but not to remove the excommunication, so it's not good. Okay. He's still only 10 minutes. Yeah. What if in that dream... The person excommunicated you, and then the person removed the excommunication. Do we say, it was removed, so you got nothing to worry about? Or perhaps, no, you got to worry about the beginning part of the dream. So, Amr Lei, Kashem Teven, famous law, next page, the same way you can't have uh, uh, wheat without chaff, so to, no dream has, uh, every dream has some element of, of Narishkeit. So perhaps the Narishkeit is the removal of excommunication. So you have to be chayshish for the first part of the dream, and not the second part. You should know there's a there's a um, there's a sefer from Reb Tzadik called Divrei Chalaymas. Reb Tzadik wrote down all of the Torah that he that he thought of in his dream, and it's an amazing like kolatarakula type of arts. But every every one he always ends off with, what's the narishkeit of it? And like the narishkeit is like this only works according to Taisus of first Mahala. Like like you know like that's the shem shibar v'leitavin kachin chalaym v'leidor matem. Okay, new topic. Um, we know there's two ways to, the, the, there's uh, the classic way to remove a, 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 a nether shvu is hatar sadarim. You go to a, a big tzaddik, a big rav, uh, an expert, or a panel of three rabbanim, and they walk you through the process of removing. Now, generally, if you're going to do that, you yourself have to go. You can't appoint a shliach. You have to actually go to the bezin. The Kumara asks, can a husband go for his wife? Do we say that ishtekigufai, so I can go because I am my wife? Or no, you'd be going as a shliach. Shliach doesn't work. That was the Gemara's kasha. So the Gemara says the following story. Ravina havli nidra libisu. Ravina's wife made a nether. So Ravina wanted to get three Rabbanim together to be mata nether. Also the kamidir Ravashi. So he went to Ravashi. Can I go for my wife? Meaning, is it ishta kagufa and it's allowed? Or no? So Amrlei, imekanfinin iloy loy. So he said, if the Bezdin is already there, you can do it. Gather a Bezdin together, no good. So the Ran says, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is, really, the wife should be going and not you. If the Bezdin's already there, so it's, you don't have to be matriach them to get together. Okay, fine, yeah, it's fine. But to gather a Bezdin together when the wife's not even there, not allowed. That was, that was the, it's an interesting uh, conclusion, but that's the Gemara's answer. If the Bezdin's already there, so you're just showing up, Okay, fine. Your wife should be meaning lechachil. The wife should go. But the eved. Eh. So if the bezin's already set up, so you're not matriach the bezin. You're not going through the whole pompous circumstance gathering them together. Fine. But if the bezin's not there and you want to gather a bezin together and the wife's not even there, no good. That was. But if you did do it, uh, I could hear that. I, I could hear. I, I know it's, it's. Yeah, I know. We're trying. I, I don't want the recording to hear either. Yeah, I'm sorry. But if he did gather the basement and he did do it... No good. It He's no good. He says no good. So, I don't I, 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 it's, 
So the Ran says, What's the shot? Because the mechanic star says the Ran, really your wife is a goof, but but they were not leaning for the husband to, to, to be a shliach for her, when they're already there. But to gather them together, because the truth is the wife should be going there. So it's sort of like, it's like you're not going to be matriach lebezin, fine. But to be matriach lebezin, no good. Now you're asking if he did it with the Eved and the bezin didn't know this halacha, is it effective? I don't know. I guess it does work with the Eved. It would seem like it does work with the Eved, but I'm, I'm not sure. Well, I, well, I would assume. Oh, you're saying that maybe. It, oh, meaning, meaning, maybe it's easier for the wife. That would probably why the husbands would go in general for the wives. Yeah, they don't to, but they're only makel. But they're not makel to gather them together for the husband. It's interesting. I, 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 yeah, it's interesting. Now, by the way, uh, just for the record, just so you, your own knowledge, if. Um, isn't the, like you could ask the kasha and and, and the Taisa speaks this out. I thought a husband could nullify the vow. Right. Isn't it like like why is a husband like a, so the answer is a husband can only nullify a vow that is the type of a vow that affects their marriage. So if it's just you know she's like I I, I promised I wouldn't go on Tuesday nights with my friends to the Chinese restaurant like that doesn't affect them. He has no right to be made for the nether. So he so he, that that you need hataras nedarim by rabbanim hafaras nedarim which is the husband could just nullify that only affects for vows that affect the marriage. And we, we even had this once I don't remember where this type of zikru someone uh, oh, like what's that mean what exactly what that but we had this something in Subis that like the, there was a shaila of like is. Tashmish is food. It was like there's lotion the psukim of, of what exactly is the type of nether that a husband could be made for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that's for sure true. But but you got you got to do what you got to do. Right. In this case, you have to. So the Gemara says like this. Now, so that was the story. So Ravina asked Ravashi if he can do it for his wife, and Ravashi said. If, if they're already gathered, good. If not, not. So the Gemara says, tlas. You can learn out from this story three things. Number one, number one, you can learn out that the husband could go under certain circumstances. Number two, number two, you see that a Rav should not perform if his Rebbe is in the town. Why? Why isn't Ravina on the Besdin? Ravina was pretty knowledgeable. Ravina should be allowed to. No, but you're allowed to. Even even a wife, you could be a part of a bezdin. You can't do it yourself, right? Hatars adarm could either be done by a one expert or a panel of three. A husband cannot be the sole expert for his wife, but he can be on a panel of three because the assumption is that any uh, any uh, negias that he has, any bias that he has, the other two rabbanim will shoot down. So why didn't Ravina just serve on the bezdin? The answer is because his rebbe was in the community, and a, a, a student should not serve on a bezdin in the community of his rebbe. That's you could deduce this. Aga from the story. And Shmami, the last one, Kimakan fin Shaper Dami. And you do learn out that a husband can only serve for his wife if the Bezdin is already gathered together. Now, we're saying over here that a student should not be on a Bezdin in the location of the Rebbe. Shamta Afila Ba'asa Darabe. The, the halacha is that a student is allowed to be on uh, um, to serve on a bezin even in the location of the rebbe if it's to remove an excommunication because excommunications are so terrible and they're so like divisive that if you have a chance to remove it don't wait to try to get the rebbe just remove it. Um, and a singular expert can also remove an excommunication. Now, by the way, before we finish up. 
Yeah, I got like four minutes. Before we finish up, um, for the record, that's the, the whole Indian of smicha. I mentioned this once. The Rivosh and Shuvah. It's brought down by the Ramah. I think it's like Simon Gimel of Ebenezer. I don't know. It's, it's early on. It's early on in Ebenezer. I didn't check. But the, the Ramah quotes the Rivosh that he says, what's the purpose of smicha? So smich in the times of the Gemara was a chain going back to Moshe Rabbeinu that you were able to be a Dayan. But nowadays that chain was broken. So what's the purpose of smichas? Oh, so you, you could be called rabbi, so you can get a, a job in, a, in like a in like a model for that school. Like, what's the purpose of smicha? So he says that the purpose of smicha was it was you can't pass in front of your rabbi in the location. The smicha was a formal request that you now are allowed to pass in the location of your rabbi, and it was like formally written down. The, the reason why that's a little funny, I've told people, so then to go to a yeshiva to get smicha is like a funny thing. Because before you went there, you could paskin in the location because he wasn't your Rebbe. But now that you went there, he's your Rebbe. Now you had need permission, now he gets me. It's like a funny little back and forth. But anyway, the Gemara continues. Amr Rav Shem Bar Zvid, Amr Rav Yitzchik Bar Tavlo, Amr Rav Chia Aricha, Debei Rav Acha, Amr Rav Zeira, Amr Rav Laza, Amr Rav Chanin, Amr Rav Yashem, Amr Rav Yehuda Bar Eloi. Maidich Sev, we said yesterday there's an Indian not to say God's name in vain. What does it mean in the Pasuk? V'zarach Alechem Yirei Shemi, I will bring out the sun for those that fear my name. What does it mean, fear my name? That's referring to Jews that are afraid to say God's name in vain. For such people, Hashem will, will take out the sun for them. Now, what does this mean? Shemesh The Pasuk ends off that Shemesh Tzedakim that the, 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 uh, the, the sun will heal, meaning, Abayi says, you see from here, that the sun's rays, the sun's particles, the particles of the dust, in this, for some, it literally means the dust particles. It's a shy of white dust particles, both of the sun. But the sun has healing, healing, uh, healing properties, meaning the Pasuk is saying, those that fear my name, those that don't say God's name in vain, Hashem will make sure that they're healed by the sun. Physically, if they have, you know, they have a headache, they'll go outside and the sun will make them feel better. So meaning that according to Abaya, this Pasuk is referring to the sun here, the physical sun here, and it's healing those Jews that are afraid not to say God's name. Says the Gemara, It's not like Rishlokish, because Rishlokish uses this Pasuk as not referring to the physical sun we have, but the sun, it'll be the times of Mashiach. The next world will not have Gehenim. Rather, what is Gehenim? Gehenim is not uh, fiery with a devil with a long horn. What is Gehenim? Hashem is going to take out the sun. By the way, Pasha the sun in this case is probably the Shechina, Hashem's presence himself. And Hashem will allow himself to be connected to people to connect to him. So Tzadikim will heal by the sun. Rishayim nidayinin ba, and Rishayim who don't have a vessel, right? Torah mitzvah, you're supposed to make yourself a clay kibble, as they say in Yeshiva. What does it mean? It means a vessel to receive Hashem's light. If you don't have a vessel, then it's like too much electricity through the bulb, it pops. So Rishayim are going to be punished by this. So the Pasuk, according to Rishayim, the Pasuk is not referring to the physical sun. It means those that fear God's name, in Olam Haba, the sun will heal them. And not only will the sun heal them, it'll give them pleasure. Because you could have healing that's not pleasurable. You could have healing that's painful, like surgery. And the Rishayim are going to be punished by this same sun. Kitanur, that the day of the, uh, the judgment of the burning fire will come. So according to Rishlagish, the Pasuk is not referring to the physical sun, it's referring to the sun of Oilam Haba. We'll stop here.